0: Good morning and welcome to the Daily Oz. It is Monday, the 11th of April. It finally happened. We have an election date. This is big news for Team TDA. We know what we're working towards. The Australian public know when they're voting. And today on the podcast, we're going to be breaking all of that down. Zara, give us the high level rundown before I get to quiz you on some of the differences that are now triggered by the calling of the election.
1: After Scott Morrison went to the Governor-General yesterday and announced that the election would be on the 21st of May, both him and opposition leader Anthony Albanese outlined their election pitches at separate press conferences. Morrison described the election as a choice between a strong economy and a Labor opposition that would weaken it, while Albanese said, We are a great country, but we are even better if we have a better government.
0: To international news now, and Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan has been removed from office after losing a no-confidence vote in his leadership. It came after Pakistan's Supreme Court ruled that Khan had acted unconstitutionally in blocking a previous attempt at a no-confidence vote by dissolving parliament. Khan is the first Pakistani PM to be removed via a no-confidence vote.
1: UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has visited Ukraine's capital of Kyiv to tour the city with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Johnson pledged new military assistance, including 120 armoured vehicles, an anti-ship missile system and an extra $670 million loan. And
0: today's good news, let's kick off the good news of the week with a sports one. Over the weekend, the Adelaide Crows won their third AFLW Premiership, beating the Melbourne Demons by 13 points. And the Sydney Roosters have taken out the NRLW Grand Final after beating the St George Illawarra Dragons 16-6. Okay, so the election has now been called and we have a date, but what I'd like to do today, Zara, I know there's a heap of news around, let's just go through what's happened over the last 48 hours, and what calling an election actually means for us now. So you and I had a very good idea that the election was going to be called yesterday, and it all started on Friday. What happened?
1: Yeah, so there were two main reasons why people thought that the election was going to be called on Sunday. And the first was that a lawsuit challenging Liberal pre-selections in New South Wales. So that was including the pre-selections of MPs like Alex Hawke, who is a close ally of the Prime Minister, Susan Lee, who's the current Environment Minister. That was dismissed by the High Court on Friday. And so that decision meant that the Prime Minister, who had intervened to help with those pre-selections, was now free to call the election because there Weren't these things up in doubt or in front of the courts? And then the second reason why we knew an election was imminent was because of a video released by Prime Minister Scott Morrison on Saturday. And that was a very almost presidential like video that focused on the Prime Minister and everything that he believed the coalition had delivered over their years in government. And it really outlined the coalition's pitch to voters. And that was the first very obvious electioneering that had occurred. And so many pundits were looking on and understanding that the election being called was imminent.
0: And they were 100% right because the next morning, yesterday morning, the election was called. Here is Scott Morrison fronting the press.
1: But this election and this campaign is incredibly important because there is so much at stake for Australia and our future.
0: So now the election has been called. What do we have to do?
1: I feel like this is a step that often gets missed but it's an important one and it's an especially important one for young people because we know that enrolments are low in younger demographics. So you may have to now enrol to vote if you've never done so before. So if this is your first election after turning 18 or you've moved and you have to check your enrolment, go to the AEC's website. That's the Australian Electoral Commission and you can check there everything you need to do to enrol To do so, you'll need a driver's license, a passport or the confirmation of someone who's already enrolled. And we don't need to remind you that you must be 18 to vote, but you can actually get ready early. So if you're 16 or 17, you you can actually enroll now to be ready for the next election. This is the clangor though, you only have seven days to enroll. So seven days to make sure your enrollment is up to date and accurate. And that's a really important part of our democracy so that you can actually go on Saturday, the 21st of May and vote.
0: And the 21st of May is six weeks away. So what can we expect in the next six weeks?
1: So what you can expect is a whole lot of politicking and absolutely no policy. And that's because the government is moving into caretaker mode, which means that no really big funding announcements or expenditure can be announced. And the government is basically just caretaking. They're just making sure that there is somebody in charge, but they're not making any political appointments. They're not making any major policy announcements. They're basically just holding the status quo. And that means that it's then a level playing field for both them, the opposition, the minor parties, the independents, everyone's meant to be on an even playing field. So you can expect a lot of very schmick campaign videos. You can expect to see Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese darting across the country with WA's borders open and Scott Morrison having had COVID when that first opened. He'll no doubt spend a bit of time there and they'll be really targeting the seats that they see as fundamental to each party's respective wins. So it'll be interesting to see where the Prime Minister and the Opposition Leader spend most of their time.
0: It's interesting. There's actually a few differences with this period that really caught my eye yesterday. One of them is who has to pay for the advertising that we're going to see. So up until parliament is dissolved, which happened when the prime minister visited the governor general yesterday, the taxpayer dollar paid for ads from the government because it was part of government messaging. Now that the election has been called, that money has to come from the parties. Another interesting bit of trivia is now not only does Scott Morrison have an RAAF jet to him across the country, but Anthony Albanese gets one as well. He also did a press conference yesterday. Here is a little bit of what the opposition leader had to say. Fear can be a powerful emotion, and there will be a bit of that over the next six weeks, I suspect. But I want to appeal to Australian sense of optimism and hope for a better future. All right, so let's say that everybody is up to scratch with their enrolment, with the right address, and everything is good to go. What is the job of the Australian individual from here. All
1: right, you TDA listener, you have two jobs come May 21st. So the first is to elect a local representative from your area or your electorate. Now this representative gets a seat in, you guessed it, the House of Representatives, and whichever party can control a majority of the 151 seats there, they are the ones that form government and the leader of that party becomes the Prime Minister. So voting for your House of Representatives representative is really important in determining who the government will be. And another thing to add here is that you're not actually voting for the prime minister unless you are voting in the seat of Cook or in Last. So that's Scott Morrison's seat and Anthony Albanese's seat. If you're in any other seat, you are voting for a representative who will go to Canberra and represent you there, but they aren't necessarily, again, unless you're in those two seats, going to be the prime minister. So when you go to the ballot box, you're voting for the party And you're voting for the representative that you want in Canberra. But that's not it, because we have a bicameral system in this country, which means we also have a Senate. And that Senate is very complicated. But the gist of it is that your second job is to elect representatives from your state or territory in the Senate. Each state has six senators and each territory, so the Northern Territory or the ACT, has two The Senate doesn't affect who forms government, but that doesn't make it any less important because it does affect whether the government will have an easy or a difficult time enacting its policies.
0: It's an interesting point you raised there, Zara, about who we are actually voting for. A lot of the commentary yesterday across the Australian media was about how we're about to enter a very presidential-style election. So there's a lot of focus on the two leaders and their character and their track record. It's always important to remember that we have a very different system here than in the US, where it's very much one candidate against another for the leadership position. Nonetheless, it is going to be an election that's very much about Scott Morrison versus Anthony Albanese. We're going to be taking you through that election day by day, and we really want this to be a two-way conversation. So if you have anything you'd like explained throughout the election, it could be about particular seats, particular policies, or the way our system works, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where you'll find the coverage throughout the day. Until then, take it all in and we'll speak to you tomorrow morning.